This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The right. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He's a friend of mine. He's a District 22 Republican in the great state of Texas. It's Troy Nails. Troy, how are you? Good to see you. Joe, good to be with you. What a great night last night. What a fantastic night for Donald J. Trump. I got to tell you something. I predicted because I, I had some people on and they, they thought he'd be in the 40s and some thought he'd be in the 30s or whatever. I predicted he'd be at 51% and nailed it. Um, what's interesting is the left is still going to pretend like it somehow was a loss for him. But but what I, what I saw almost immediately was a very smart move by Vivek Ramaswamy. So we'll get into that in a second. First and foremost, yes, we agree, great night. It does this momentum scare everybody else out? Because it looks like Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis aren't going anywhere. No, it's not going to scare Nikki and, and uh, Ron out of the race. Uh, unfortunately for them, they've uh, they've been losers from the get-go. I listen, I should call them losers. Nice people. I think yes. they served our country and just good, good people. But they don't belong in this race. They don't belong in this race. Ron, you made a big, big mistake even jumping in this thing. I don't know what you were thinking. I yeah. think you were you believe that the American people are going to throw Trump under the bus because of some of these charges, these phony trumped-up charges. But American people aren't listening. So, Ron and Nikki, uh, you know what? Distant second, distant third. You, you, you're just not there. Drop out now, quite honestly. Listen, I agree with you on Ron DeSantis. I like him. I think he's a very good governor. Um, he supported Trump wisely after Trump got him through the primary for governor of the great state of Florida. I don't know what happened because I think he was a shoe in for 2028. And I, and I don't know anybody who voted for Trump in 2020 who doesn't think he deserved a second term. Otherwise, why did we vote for him? So getting him back in there, finishing out his four years and then let somebody else take over would have made sense. Do you have any idea in your head why uh, somebody like a Ron DeSantis would have jumped in? Well, I think Ron got some bad advice. Ron got some uh, advice from the, the establishment, the never Trumpers. They said, Ron, we think you're probably the best chance uh, to make sure Trump isn't the nominee. I mean, he seemed to be riding high a little bit there in Florida as he related to COVID and some other things. But I think he got some bad advice. Yeah. And if they would have done some polling and stuff, they would have realized, Ron, you're not there yet. You're not there. You're, you're, you're going against the greatest leader, the greatest president of our lifetime, Donald J. Trump. And he got some bad advice from some of the establishment hacks. U.S. Representative Troy Nails, it's N-E-H-L-S. Go and get his brand new book. It's called Borderless by Design. Borderless by Design. And we're both here in Texas, so we've got a lot to say about the border, as the rest of the country should as well. We'll get into that in earnest in a second. Uh, a quick uh, word on Nikki Haley, maybe one on Vivek Ramaswamy. Nikki Haley is the darling of the left. They love her. They want her to be the nominee. I think they think either they can control her or she's really a Democrat in Republicans' clothing. What do you make of, of Nikki Haley? Because she is she's contradicted herself many times just on this one campaign trail. I, I can't figure her out. What's the deal? Yeah, I just don't think she's the right person, quite honestly. I don't think anybody up on the stage 
is VP material. She's a neocon. I don't think she's a, I think she could be bought and paid for with the uh, military industrial complex. So I'm just not a big fan of her. Uh, Republicans that are saying, but Trump needs to pick a woman. Trump needs to pick a woman. I don't necessarily like that either. I thought, you know, let's not talk like Democrats now because they're all about not picking the most qualified person. Right. Person, They're all about picking whatever. So, no, I, I don't like that idea. I think we should pick, he, Donald Trump should pick the most qualified person and whether it's male or female, I think America deserves it. I had uh, Dr. Ben Carson on recently. He's a friend. He's a great, great guy. He can be easily on a yacht floating around enjoying the, the fruits of his labor, one of the, you know, the world-renowned neurosurgeons, yet he's still in the fray. And I asked him directly, are you to be the vice president? And he said, first we have to get Trump back into the White House. And I think that was a good answer, but how would you feel about Ben Carson being the guy? I would love that. That would drive the left nuts. Wouldn't it? <laughs> that would absolutely drive the left nuts if Ben Carson was in there. Yes. Obviously, articulate, smart. I mean, he's uh, obviously a very, very accomplished physician. So yeah. I think he could help uh, uh, President Trump in areas whether it's dealing with health care or whatever. I think he'd be fantastic. Hey, is there a role in your opinion for Vivek Ramaswamy? I know that they had their issues over the weekend, but he's been right on Trump from the very beginning. He smartly came out last night and threw his endorsement full-throatedly behind Trump. You know, maybe this guy has a few future, you know, 10, 15 years down the line in the White House, something like that. But could you see him playing a role in the rest of the campaign and maybe a second Trump administration? Let me tell you, you've got to be impressed with him. He's very articulate. I mean, I don't know if you really want to play stump the chump with him. I mean, <laughs> he speaks very well on his feet. Uh, you know, some people say maybe press secretary, you know, he's a, he's very, very successful businessman, maybe treasury or something. Uh, but I think he could have a role to play. I think he's very, very smart. He, he's he's like Trump in many ways. He kind of says what he really feels or how he feels about things. So I think Trump kind of respects that with him, too, is that he just kind of says it the way it is, kind of like President Trump does, and the American people appreciate it. Troy Nails, U.S. Representative, District 22, great state of Texas. Go and get his book. It's called Borderless by Design. Let's talk about this. In December, we had the most illegal um, aliens come across the border ever. 300,000 plus came across the border. The White House is saying it's 245,000, which is not true, but that still would have been a record. Uh, Troy, we're seeing millions upon millions upon millions of people come across the border, breaking the law, and and the complaint out of the White House is Republicans like you won't work with them to stop it. But, but before we even talk about that, which is stupid, let's talk about the fact that we all were alive three years ago when Trump had the border closed. All he was doing was following the laws that were on the books. He didn't do anything extra. He just said, yeah, let's go ahead and follow the laws. And it worked. And people did not come here. And Mexico had to do what he said do. And, and the world realized that we weren't playing games. What You say borderless by design. I've never gotten a really good answer to this, Troy. Why? Why do they want people to come into this country illegally, changing our culture forever? Because I believe the, the Democrats are, are, this is the long-term goal. It's get as many people into this country as quickly as possible and eventually, eventually give them uh, citizenship. That's, that's what I think it's all about. They realize that when you have tens of thousands, hundreds of millions of people coming across, these individuals are going to look at the party that brought them here. And eventually they're going to be Democrats. I mean, some of them are even coming across saying, thank you, Mr. Biden, wearing Biden shirts, all this right. other stuff. So I think it's all about uh, the long-term goal and strategy of the Democrats, and I have to say it's pretty solid strategy. 
Eventually, if they could both chambers get the president at some point in time and everybody gets citizenship, I don't know. That is then one party rule. I don't know how you overcome that. I mean, in some of these liberal cities and these mayors, they're letting illegals vote local election. So this is this is their strategy. And that's why I call it. It's by design. It's borderless by design. It's the long term goal of the Democrats. It is uh, Troy Nails, uh, U.S. Representative, District 22, Republican, great state of Texas. When I talk to other legislators about this so-called Biden plan, KJP keeps saying the president had a plan day one. Yeah, his plan day one was to sign a bunch of executive orders ending the closed border. Uh, day one, it was to get rid of all the Trump policies that were working. But the allegation is they gave you guys legislation and you refused to look at it. Now, other legislators have told me in that legislation was amnesty. Is that true? Well, this is what I do know. We passed H.R. 2, H.R. 2, House Resolution Number 2, which was our border security plan. It was a great plan. It was solid. It put America first. It reverted back to Trump's policies, right? So we passed H.R. 2 back in July of last year. It sat on Chuck Schumer's desk, and it still sits there today. Matter of fact, I was in a hearing the other day on judiciary, and some of the colleagues on the left side, the Democrats, said, your H.R. J. Paul, matter of fact, Representative yeah. J. Paul said, H.R. 2 is done. It's never going to happen. So all of a sudden now, the Biden administration wants to blame Congress for not helping him with the border. Joe, believe it or not, you don't need Congress to do anything right. to fix the southern border. You do it through executive order like President Trump did. That's what you do, and he did it, and it was the most secure border we've had in 40 years. Well, we had, we had great laws that were passed in 86. The Democrats lied to Reagan, said, hey, give us 3.6 million amnesty or, or path to citizenship, and we'll close the border forever. That's it. It's all done. And they're pretending like we didn't realize that. And then Clinton came in, and he was very tough on the border. He said, you can't let illegal aliens come in. And we passed some more laws to make it even tougher. Yet the Democrats historically, including Clinton, although he spoke a good game, keep on letting them in. And again, Troy, it's three years ago. The border was closed 100 miles from where I sit right now. It was closed. Nobody could come in. They wouldn't even try coming in. Why walk 1,500 miles if you know you're not going to get to your end destination? And Biden undoes all of that, and yet they're somehow winning the argument in some cases that you guys are the ones that, that, that are in the wrong here. Do you have to keep on combating what they're saying or just tell them, look, look at three years ago. Let's go back to that. Yeah. Well, you can't trust the media and the media obviously yeah. deflects everything away from this White House. But one thing that I do know with the remain in Mexico policy, uh, it was an executive order uh, uh, through uh, President Trump that said remain in Mexico. So if you're going to come up here and claim amnesty, you are going to remain in Mexico while your case is going through the process. We didn't have that under Clinton. We didn't have that under Bush. We didn't have it under Obama. Donald Trump did it. And what it did, Joe, is it slowed these people down. The surge coming up to the southern border. They're thinking, okay, I'm going to come up here and I'm going to claim amnesty. And I got about a 10% chance. 90% of them just say something. They lie, quite yeah. honestly. They claim that they're being, you know, held back or they're in fear, credible fear for their life. And they're, no, they're not. They're just coming through because they knew they could just be released into the country. Under President Trump, he said, you're going to come up here, you're going to claim amnesty, and you're going to remain in Mexico. And Trump cut a deal with El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala. He says, you come up from that triangle there, you're going to remain in Mexico. And that just slowed down that surge. And then what did, what did Biden do? He just, he executive order, January 20th, he just, he flipped it all. He flipped it all because he doesn't put America first. He does not put America first. It and is Trump a did.
It's a District 22 Republican great state of Texas, Troy Nails. You're right. You're 100% right. And then Greg Abbott, and DeSantis did some of this too, starts flying or shipping people off to sanctuary cities. At Martha's Vineyard, they were allowed to stay for like a day and a half. Then they had to get, get the hell off Martha's Vineyard, even though they love the immigrants. Uh, in New York City, this idiot Adams has spent $2 billion instead of just giving them a plane ticket back to wherever they came from. And he's complaining as well. D.C.'s complaining. Well, uh, you've got uh, Chicago complaining. These people are getting a taste of what they said they wanted. And, and now... They're blaming Abbott's a racist and, and Biden isn't doing enough. What, what do you make of the reaction from these Democrat cities that claim they were sanctuary cities now that they're put to the test and have to walk the walk? I, I love that. Again, in this judiciary hearing the other day, Jerry Nadler said that Governor Abbott from Texas has sent 80,000 people up to New York. I said, Jerry, it should be 180,000. I'll pay for a bus. Send them <laughs> up there because because that's why Joe Biden's approval rating, other than the economy, which yeah. is a major, major issue, why he's at 33 percent. Because now the American people are paying attention to immigration because of what the mayor in New York, Eric Adams, is doing. He's complaining. He's whining. He's sniveling. You send 100 people to Martha's Vineyard, they're calling the popo. And then you see them going to San Francisco. They're going to Chicago. They're going everywhere. Place. But what's happening is their constituents and these mayors, the people are complaining. These people that elect their mayor are complaining. Yeah. What the hell? You're shutting down schools, man. My kid can't go to school. You're putting illegals in there. I think it's the greatest thing. So I applaud the I applaud Greg Abbott and the other governors for shipping them up there. And, 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 this is beautiful. No, I, I agree with you. And Greg Abbott, I, I thought it was a ploy at first. And I thought, eh, maybe we don't do that. And then it started working. And I got exactly what he was laying down. Here's the interesting part. I keep on hearing from people in Chicago. The, the black neighborhoods in Chicago little, literally are saying, President Trump, if you come and talk to us, you have our vote. These people are like hardline generational Democrats that I think, Troy, tell me if I'm wrong. I think they're ready to pull the trigger for a Republican to get somebody in there to change what it is they facing because the services that are being rendered to the illegal aliens in Chicago are services that aren't being used in a community that expects them. I agree. And, and for the last years, whether uh, three years, whether it's inflation, the fuel prices, gas, all of this stuff, the southern border, the crime, the money, everything that we're doing, the American people has felt a lot of discomfort and now finally almost pain. The American people are feeling the pain and they're starting to gripe and say, I don't like this anymore. And so did we have it four years ago? And the old adage, you're better off today than we're four years ago. Yeah. Of course, we're, we're, we're in a very, very bad shape. So it doesn't matter what color you are. Donald Trump is for all people in this country. He's not the racist they claim he is. So I think the American people and, and others are saying, hey, listen, let's get Donald Trump back in there because he's tough. He's tough. And he won't put up with this. He won't. Borderless by Design is the book. Go and get it. Troy, is it out right now? It is. It's on Amazon. It came out last week. It's doing well. I went up to uh, and interviewed President Trump about it. Matter of fact, it's 12 pages or 12 chapters, 344 pages of nice. just truth. And I include uh, Trump's historic border immigration policy on the back here. I got his permission to include it. So it talks about all of President Trump's successes at the end of the book. But I talk. Uh, in detail, going back to European migration coming in, all of it, and why this is what the Democrats want. They want a borderless country, and it's all by design. Uh, I urge people to go and get this book. It's borderless by design. Um, when Trump, when President Trump wins, he's going to be the nominee easily. And if they don't cheat, if it's a fair election, he's going to win rather easily in November. Troy, can he day one on January 20th of next year just go back to all the policies that he had before? Absolutely. Just what Joe Biden did to his policies. Absolutely. January 20th, he's going to come back and revert back to the remain Mexico chapter, Title 42. 
the first safe third world country, all of it, everything that Donald Trump did to, to help keep the American people safe on their side of the border will go back to those same policies and America will be great again and safe and safe again. Uh, Dred, let me ask you one last question. The, the asylum, um, that, that law is being misused. They should all stay in Mexico. Mexico is a democratic country. They, they are not under in any danger there. You're supposed to stop in the first country that accepts you. Some got amnesty or some got, uh, I should say, asylum in Brazil. They should stay in Brazil. Some got asylum or, or in Argentina. They should stay in They're not. They're, they're breaking the laws there. Also, the parole system is supposed to be used very, very sparingly. Everybody's on parole now who comes here legally as well do you have to reform that should president trump win this november and i pray he does i'm going to push for that do you have to reform those parts of the immigration system because they're obviously being gamed by the left sure i think uh, when it comes to immigration number one let's revert back to those policies that trump had like to remain in mexico and safe first safe third world because that will give us operational control of the border again but i have to be honest with you joe we got to kind of look at our immigration laws a little bit i mean should it take 10 12 15 years for somebody to go through the process to become you know so i think some of those things that we should look at but we shouldn't be releasing individuals into this country you know that that we don't very we know very little about yes this is all about getting them in here now it's going to be a nightmare to try to get everybody out i obviously i'm all about let's kicking these these bad hombres out these criminals and everything else but right. that's something that we'll work with president trump and do everything we can again to put america first keep the american people safe and and make sure that we can our middle class can survive they're coming up and taking a lot of jobs joe uh, I, no, no, you're absolutely right, and, and there's more push from the left to, to let them go at work. Uh, Troy, I, I'm frankly out of time, but I, I just want just very quickly, you just hit on something. Can you round them up and get them out? That's what a lot of people ask me. What do you do with the so-called 30 million that are here now? Well, whether it's 30 million, whether it's 20, whether it's 40, I don't know. I mean, that would be a strategy, but the, the fact is is that we have a lot of individuals here that have overstayed their visas. They need to be addressed. We've got a lot of them. You know, when you come here on a visa, you sign a deal that says, hey, I'll stay for a few years. I right. think four years. You could get a little bit of a waiver for a year, but then I'm going back. Yeah. They don't go back. Yeah. They don't go back. So we've got to address those, and then we've got to look at all the ones that have committed crimes in this country and kick them out and let them never come back. District 22 Republican, great state of Texas. Get his book. It's Troy Nails, N-E-H-L-S, and it's uh, Borderless by Design. I can't wait to read it. Troy, thanks a million. I appreciate you, my friend. So God bless you and your listeners. Right back at you. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you. Always a pleasure to have Troy Nails on. Make sure you go and get his book. We appreciate him stopping by. Next hour, Natalie Winter. She is the co-host of The War Room with Steve Bannon. She also uh, has her own independent podcast and a fashion line, which leans to the right. Uh, she's so right is the, the fashion line. Um, uh, Gary, I checked out the website. I, I would not fit in any of this stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. she's so right. I, I guess it's not for me. 
Oh, yeah, probably what I'm putting not. out there. I just don't think it's yeah. for me Got it. is what I'm thinking. So, uh, yeah, we've got her next hour. We're also going to come out and talk about the Emmys a little bit and some interesting street signs, some signs that, like, the highway department puts up on the sign, you know, slow down, don't drink and drive, stuff sure. like that. They're going to be changing soon. Oh. And let me just say this. Pete Buttigieg is taking the fun out of those signs. We'll oh, talk about it when we come back. Oh. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show.